honor and privilege to come to share with us. Um, I know that there are a number of people here who are authorities in this space, um, but I count it as a honor and a privilege. So this morning, I'll be talking to us about how to add value at work. How to add value at work. How do I add value in my place of work? So let me start by sharing my personal experience with you. In my first few years of work, I didn't really understand a lot of things. The truth of the matter is that when you get that job, you get your employment letter, you think that life is settled. At least you have crossed from being unemployed to become one that is employed, right? The next thing you think about is that I go to work every day. They tell me it is 8 a.m. to resume, and I close at 5 p.m. And you just start to work. And when you do, start doing that, you do that for a couple of years. If you are fortunate, uh, you are not in a system that is very um, serious with appraisal, you may not get booted out in the first year. You know there are some organizations, your first six months is a very serious time, or the first one year. You know, some people don't survive that first six months or one year, and they are out of the organization. Because they are, they are about productivity, and they measure productivity. So, but you find yourself in other climes where there's a little bit of allowance for such things, you are likely not going to grow or discover how to add value. And it's just a matter of time you find out that you begin to struggle. So for a few years, I would just go to work and do what they ask us to do. This is what you should do and do it. In short, as a matter of fact, the last thing or the last time we looked at our JD was when we were going to write or when we're going to sit for an interview. After the interview, once you get the job, you forget that there's a JD that's supposed to guide what you're supposed to do at work. Then you just go into roller coaster and you are doing what I usually call activities. Then you have problem with your boss and you're wondering why, but I work, I work eight to five. Sometimes I work eight to nine. And you hear your boss still complaining. How many of you have experienced that before? You even work weekends. You work, you do, you do sleepless nights. Even at that, it's a big challenge. And you're wondering, they don't appreciate what I do in this place. They don't, they don't recognize me. But you see, that's not enough. So how do I add, add value at my place of work? The first thing you need to do is to even understand what the goal or the purpose or the vision or the mission and core value of that organization is. You know when you go to some offices, you see something out there at the reception, they say our mission, our vision. Sometimes we just read those things and we just, doesn't matter to us. The organization is driven by that statement that you see there. And if anything I have to do must tie to that mission statement or the vision statement of that organization. So if I work from now till thy kingdom come and it doesn't add to that mission statement or vision statement of the organization, I'm just wasting my time. 
So we need to understand that first of all. And a lot of people do not. A lot of people do not. They just get to work. Ah, I got a job with social, social organization. Ah, congratulations. And they just get to work. They don't go back to find out what do they really want to see. What is their vision? Where are they going to? That will help you to be able to understand what you also need to do as an individual. And sometimes there are even conflicts of these things because when you are coming from one organization to another organization, then some of us don't even drop the mindset of where we are coming from. The next thing you hear some people say, that's how we used to do in our former place. Are you in your former place? You are no longer in your former place. You are in a new place. Where I'm coming from, they don't do like that too. They allow people to just behave like this. You are not in that former place again. You are in a new place. And so you must understand what their goal is, what their vision is, what their mission is, what are their values. You must go and find out and understand what it is all about. And that's why if you go for some interviews sometimes, one of the th things they ask you or some of the things they, they, they throw at you is asking you if you understand what the core value of that organization is. Because if you want to come and work with us, you don't understand our core values. Are, are we sure you can connect with us? We're not, we're not sure about that. And, and sometimes, too, we think those core values are just, just for the fun of it. I don't think so. Because they are actually checking out for those things. Right? So the first thing you need to do is understand the goal, the vision, the mission, the purpose of that organization, and try to key into it. The second thing is understand your own responsibilities. So what is my responsibility? That's why you have a JD. You know, there are some organizations that don't give you JD. You should demand for it. What is my job description? Otherwise, today they will tell you, please go and help us carry speaker from that place. You will carry it the first day. You will think you are doing good boy or good girl. The next day they will say, ah, the MD is coming, MD is coming. The, the cleaner didn't come. Can you help us clean his office? You will do it too. Then tomorrow you'll be complaining. Ah, I'm a master's degree holder. Why would they? Why would I be? But you swept the first day. So it has become part of your JD. So you must understand what your JD is. Because that is what you use in negotiating. And when it is time for appraisal, that is what you use in speaking with your manager. Okay, have I done this? Have I not done this? And so on and so forth. So you must understand what your job description is. And connect it back to the vision, the mission, the purpose, the goal of that organization. How does my role fit into what this organization wants to achieve at the end of the day? That becomes a very, very important thing for us to also consider. Number three way of adding value to your organization is that you must be a problem solver. You must be what? A problem solver. A lot of people, you, you know sometimes when you go for meetings and uh, maybe people are making, having conversations and you know, we, we like, we, we are very good at identifying faults, you know, particularly with other people or maybe our bosses. You see, he didn't do like this. He did like this yesterday. After he's the one that we were saying this. So, you know, sometimes when you are in meetings and they ask people to talk and make comments and talk about maybe there's a particular challenge. And somebody comes up with a very fantastic idea. He says, eh, the way we have been working in this organization is not like that. 
innovative organizations don't work like this. This is how they do things. Then you will hear the boss will say, ah, thank you very much for that idea. Please, you will help us lead that project. You say, ah, me, I can't lead it all. You bring an idea, but you don't want to execute it. You're not a problem solver. It shouldn't be about just talking about what is wrong here, what is wrong there. What can you also do to fix that problem? And we also do it in church. The way the socials are doing, I don't like the way they are behaving. The way they stand like this, the way they do that. No, 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 no. What solution are you also bringing to the table? Don't just be about identifying mistakes only, identifying problems. Are you a problem solver in your place of work? You know, sometimes when our bosses have things that bother them. I remember I used to work with a boss several years ago. And when he comes to the office the next morning and he's greeting everybody, you say, what kept you late last night? What gave you sleepless night? You know, some people will say, ah. Some people just talk some things out of tune. What he's trying to do is he wants to know whether you are even connecting with this organization at all. He will say, ah, that project of yesterday we discussed, I've just been thinking, what's the way out? It's just trying to test you and see whether you are really, really connecting with what we're talking about. Because we discussed something yesterday and we expected to come back today in a meeting and you don't even think about it. Ah, you're not a problem solver. Bosses like people who help to solve their problems. That's the truth about it. I didn't learn it on time too. I didn't know. Nobody told me. They don't teach you in the university. Nobody will tell you. Nobody told me. So, but now I know better, and I do better. We were in a meeting one day. It was a board meeting. And they were, the, the board members were firing on every side. And as they were firing, me, I was, you know, typically, I would just be writing. I'll be writing. When they fire at you, they, you write the, what the problem is, what the thing they are complaining about. So while they were firing, something just occurred to me. Ah, I just quickly sent a message to my boss. I said, can we just do this, 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 this? By, ah, he said, fine, good idea, good idea, go and do it. Bosses like things like that. But when they are firing, you are just keeping quiet. They are saying, mm-hmm, I ain't good for them. <laughs> no. Because, you see, sometimes you think your boss knows everything. No, they don't know everything. They don't know everything. Sometimes you even know more than them. That's the truth about it. So that's why you must show to them that you are a solution pr- provider. You are a problem solver. The next one is focus on getting results. Not focusing on doing activities. Yesterday we were all here. We had a fantastic meeting. Let's give it up for our women who championed the meeting yesterday. Yeah. We had a fantastic meeting yesterday. And I know that there's been a lot of planning that has gone into it and all that and all that. Now, imagine that yesterday when we came here, we didn't see Pastor Shade. We didn't see Tinu. We didn't see Anu. We didn't see the guest ministers. And you just came. How would you feel? And they say, but we've been working. We've been working. We've been working. What is the result? The result is that the meeting must happen yesterday. Yes or no? That's the result. So no matter how much of work you do, if it doesn't bring results, it's a waste of effort. Complete waste of effort. 
complete waste of effort. Your effort, your activities, everything must lead to results at the end of the day. Otherwise, you will do, you will work and you will even sleep in the office and come back. Then your boss is like, okay, let's see, and the thing doesn't connect. They will throw the report out. And you will feel like, the man could not even appreciate what I did. How will he appreciate? The man that is having sleepless night, that is thinking of how to save his job. That is not the, that's the least issue he has at that moment. If we throw it away and move on to the next person who is able to provide solution for him. You know, sometimes you can get the connection that gets the job for you. The connection will not do the job for you. Yes. The connection will not do the job for you. So the moment, if you are privileged, you have connection that gets the job for you. Glory be to God for that. But the moment you resume at that job, the work starts. You must prove yourself. You must prove that you are competent and you are able to do it and you are able to get results. That's why sometimes it looks like some bosses like some people. Right? Even teachers, I tell my children, I say, look, when you seem to be that child in the class that tends to, when the teacher says, A, you have already done A, B. See, the day you make mistakes, the teacher will forgive you for it. They say, ah, you didn't get this one. Next time, do it like this. They will mark it for you. That's what, the same thing that happens in the work environment. The next one is personal development. Personal development. I also didn't learn this on time. I just felt like the moment, you know, there are some of us here, when you, the moment you finish your first degree and you manage to even do masters, I know they read again, no. <laughs> Not in this age that we are. Say, ah, once I finish this BSc, no book again. No, see, nobody is asking you to go and do another BSc. But you see, you must continue to develop yourself. You must continue to improve on yourself. You must continue to be the best of you from time to time. So I didn't learn it on time too. So we just felt like, because we have started working, it's just, okay. You, you know sometimes some organizations too spoil us. Those ones that they will tell you, after one year, you move to level with this. After two years, you move to this level. Come to my own organization, there's nothing like that. You will struggle and struggle and fight for positions. You will be applying for positions as if you are an, an outsider. So, but if you, are an, if you are in the organizations where they promote every year, you just feel relaxed. Whether I don't do anything, I do anything, they'll promote you. But you see, you are not adding value, either to organizations or even to yourself. But let me also say this. When you add value to an organization, you're not just doing to that organization, you're also adding value to yourself. You see, one of the things a lot of people avoid in most organizations is having a very difficult, in quote, boss. You see those bosses that look like they are, they are wicked, they are difficult. They are the people to learn from all. Yes. If you can survive it with them, you can survive with anybody at all. They may look difficult. Yes, they may be difficult. That's where you see it. But you see, if you humble yourself and just follow their methodology, you will learn so much from them that when they leave the scene, nobody, you, when they look left, right, and center, they will have nobody else to turn to. They will say, it's you. So don't, don't always run away from bad bosses. Don't. 
it's also a, a, a way of personal development. You will learn a lot. I'm sure a lot of people here can agree with me. You will learn a lot. You will learn the hard way. You will learn a painful way. But at the end of the day, whatever you have learned is yours. See, when you leave that organization, all the things you have learned, you will go with it. You see, when I, when I was not very experienced, when, they, when at work they say, there's going to be so-so-so job to be done, you know what we used to do? Work. Everybody will run. Or when they say, there's one new application, we need to decouple, we need to do this. Then maybe the one who understands will go and learn it. Then in a few months' time, he becomes a champion. Then the next time they say, ah, there's going to be a presentation in the CEO's office. Uh, Mr. A, follow us. You'll be feeling bad. Is he the only one? Okay, when they were doing the thing, did you learn it? You see, those things are opportunities for you to develop yourself to and become relevant in your place of work. Then, take initiatives. Don't always be the one that will wait until they tell you what to do. You know what your JD is, isn't it? You know what the job is all about. You know what the expectations are. Don't always wait until they tell you. You know some people wake, wake up in the morning and go to work. And when they get to work, they actually sit on their desk and waiting for their boss to come and, and tell them, um, you, um, you know, when they ask questions like this, what are you working on? Nothing. And you think it's a good answer. What are you doing? Nothing, sir. I'm just waiting for you to come. <laughs> Take initiatives. There was a meeting yesterday. You were there. You heard all the things they talked about. You heard all the problems they were talking about. Why don't you take initiative the next day and come back to work and say, sir, that thing we were discussing yesterday, I think I... This is what they do in ABC organization. This is how they addressed it. This is what they did in social organization. This is how they addressed it. This is what they did in Kenya. This is how they addressed it. See, even if they don't take that idea, they are listening to you that this person is a solution provider. And the last I'm going to talk about is network. Network. So that also was one area where I didn't do well for a long time in my career. So, you know, there was a time when I was looking for upward movement. And they will say, there's a vacancy there. I will go for it. I will prepare myself. I know that I qualified so much for it, you know? And I will go for the job. And when I get there, I will go confidently. Say, yes, that's the job. That's me. Yeah, that's for you. You know, sometimes even your friends will hail you. Say, ah, Baba, that's your job. But that job, now you didn't make them for. And your head will be swelling. And then after the interview, they will tell you, oh, you did well, but, um, you know... Uh, somebody has to get the job, um, but next time try again. Ah, I did it once. Second, third, fourth, fifth, try again, try again. Ah, I said there's something wrong. We can't continue this try again. Then that was when I realized the importance of mentorship. That was when I realized the importance of mentorship. Network. Find people who would help you. You, you know, sometimes... Um, when I have certain challenges at work, I don't, what I just do is that I have friends, I have people in my network, I just call them, who do similar things that I do in their own organization. I say, oh boy, how do you people do this in your organization? Do you know sometimes we just, the solution will just come. 
One gentleman who works with one organization reached out to me via LinkedIn. We became friends and we started exchanging ideas. Then one day he called me. He said, I want to meet you physically. Let's meet. And we had, an, yeah, we had a meeting somewhere in Ikeja. And when we met there, he sat down, he, he, he just reeled out all the problems they were having in the organization. He said, in short, he's on performance management. Do you know that that thing he was complaining about, I just done it. By the time I downloaded this formula for him, the guy, you know what he did? He had bought some things with his hard-earned money, some, uh, what do I call it now? Some resource materials. He gave them to me free of charge. He said, this will help you too, sir. This will help you. That's how it is. This is something he has been struggling with for six months. You know, so what I did was that I decided to get a mentor. And when I got that mentor um, some years ago, every Sunday after service, when I go and drop my family at home, I will drive down to his house in Suruleri. Sometimes he's not around. I will wait for him. And when he comes back, we will sit down. He will tell me, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, this is how you do this. I was doing that for a couple of months with him. And that was, why, that was where I learned a lot of things that I could have learned several years ago. I just want to challenge the young ones amongst us here. Don't just think that because you have gotten a job, then everything is okay. You have people here in church. If you don't even have network outside, there are people here in church that you can walk up to. And this is the challenge. See, I don't have to work in your industry to know how to provide a solution for you. Yes. So don't just think that, ah, I'm working in the, in the IT space. Ah, Brotosin is not IT. It's not IT. He wouldn't know. Ah, you don't know anything. No. The solution or the answer may just lie with Brotosin. Honestly speaking. So we see people, we see networks, we see a lot of talent, we see a lot of opportunities, and we just walk past them in church. Or even in our place of work. And we waste away that opportunity. Please, let's have a change of mindset. If you don't have a mentor here today, get one. Get one. One that is within your industry, and one that is outside your industry. It's because you will learn different things that will help you in your career. And that way, you'll find out that you'll be adding more value to work. See, let me tell you one thing I have discovered. I am also guilty of it, but I've, I've been correcting it. We do a lot, a lot of the time when people complain about, the work is too much, the work is too much, the work is, is not the work that is too much. It's the idea to how to do it well that they don't have. So they spend so much time. Something you could have done with Excel, in 20 minutes, you'll be cracking your brain, doing this, running helter-skelter, you know, sitting in front of computer for hours. And there's just somebody out there where if you just throw the data at the person, the person will just pivot table, report is out. You will say, eh? Oh, wow. It's as simple as that. Right? So, this morning I just want to challenge us. We can become better at what we do just get something right this morning. And it is that in adding value at your place of work, you are adding value to yourself. And finally, learn. Unlearn. There are some things you learned some years ago that are no longer relevant in the place of work. I, I, that's the truth about it. There are a lot of things we learned, whether in school, the formulas, the theories, the definitions, they don't, uh, they don't add up again. And 
relearn. Thank you very much. God bless you all.